Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Fit Vegan podcast. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, one of our Fit Vegan superstars, Marina. Marina, how are you doing today? Good, Maxim. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. This is the first Fit Vegan success story episode I've recorded in in a, in a few months. I took a break from them, had a different guest on, but so I'm super excited to kickstart it off with you. Yeah, no, I feel very, very honored. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in preparation for this podcast, I was just kind of like reviewing your your profile, see how well you've been doing and the changes that you've made and realize that in May, it was two years of us working together. Yeah, it's an it's incredible how time flies and and just how much has happened in the last two plus years now. So yeah, yeah. So what what were some of the biggest changes that kind of happened for you over those two years? So I mean, since starting with you guys, I've gone through. I've gotten two new jobs. Um, I went from being a consultant in uh, my field and working with that one particular company, getting a full-time job with them and then leaving them for another full-time opportunity, which ends up being a lot better in terms of work-life balance, stress levels and and all that. Um, The overall change in terms of nutrition, health, just general feelings, um, and just progressing in my life. I think the last last time we spoke, I was in a different apartment too. So mm-hmm. I would say it looks partner. different. Yeah. <laughs> so moving in with my partner um, and, and just taking the next steps in life. So oh, beautiful. It's, been, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. And you've managed to stick through it, through it all, right? You've managed to make it a lifestyle for yourself. Yeah. So like, kind of share with me, like, and for the people listening, what are all the phases that you kind of went through throughout the, those two plus years now? Cause we're already in September. Yeah. Um, I guess the start was just, can I realistically do this? Um, not knowing if I could cut, especially, uh, dairy was a big part of my life. I had already mm-hmm. cut down a lot in terms of uh, meat and, and other products. So it it's a big part, um, especially in the Italian culture, because I'm half Italian. Mm-hmm. So trying to stay away from cheese during holidays is, is, was very difficult, but um, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think that this could be for me as in terms of long-term. Um, I wasn't sure how my family would react. Yeah. And then through through the uh, trials and tribulations, um, they've kind of accepted it at this point. And they're just like, okay, what new thing is Marina bringing this time? Um, Because I'll, and I just, 
also found a different love for cooking yeah. through this. It takes a lot of time, especially chopping. Um, but yeah, so it was, is this for me? How is everybody else in my life going to react? And then it eventually went to, yeah, this is for me. I love how I feel. Don't really care what anyone else says. And I'll figure it out as on a daily basis, wherever I am, how can I avoid certain foods? Yeah. So what was the point for you that was like, this is for me? I think that the difference in energy, the difference in energy, just the overall clarity I kind of felt and with with not only changing my diet, but also changing my habits. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be this person when I'm older that is like, oh, I can't do this because my back hurts or my knee hurts. I want to be an extremely active parent when the time comes. I want to be an extremely active grandparent if I'm fortunate enough. Um, so the fact that I can move in ways and and I'm stronger than I ever was. Yeah. It just, it everything just kind of clicked for me. Yeah. So when you're referring to a shift in energy, what, what does that, look like just for the people listening like is it you were drinking like two three coffees a day and now you don't drink you don't need caffeine anymore like what what does that look like in terms of energy difference so it was partially caffeine um i i was at a point where i was two or three a day yeah like relying Um, on it basically yeah now i'm down to one um i have in terms of workouts i used to have like a pre-workout prior to on top of um, the cap on top of the coffees on top of the coffees yeah so my caffeine limit was or my caffeine intake was through the roof yeah Um, I don't need caffeine before my workouts anymore Um, and for the listeners I've fallen out of the habit a little bit of the 5 a.m crew um workout crew but uh I'm getting back into it yeah this is again I work out at like yeah. the evening now, so <laughs> there's nothing wrong with not waking up and training at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it just, it works in my schedule so well. So um, I plan on keeping it or I'm trying to, um, if anything, 6 a.m. But um, I don't drink caffeine prior. I have electrolytes, um, 16 ounce, ounces of water, and I'm out the door. Yeah. So I'm like... It, it's it's that it's also with all of that caffeine intake I was drained by the end of the day because I was running yeah. myself down um so reducing the caffeine and getting the energy through my habits as well as the food I'm eating I was able to do more like after work. Um, I didn't feel completely dead by the time I got home and, oh, now I have to cook dinner or, um, oh, I need to quickly change and get out the door for something else. And I end up falling asleep for 20 minutes. I'm not doing that anymore either. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a huge shift. And I'm sure your adrenal glands are very happy that you're not <laughs> abusing caffeine <laughs> as much as you were before. Yeah, it it's, uh, like it. right. It's, it, it's so addicting because your body gets used to it. And then you're like, well, I have two cups and now I'm kind of still tired. So let me go for three cups. And over time, you adjust that and you go to four. Yeah. I, I remember a time in my life where in my younger days, I used <laughs> to blend uh, Red Bull with my pre-workout. Like Ooh. that's, I was at that level of like caffeine intake. Now I don't drink coffee at all anymore, but yeah. that was like <laughs> very much reliant on it. And you're wondering why you're always tired. You're like, I feel energized. You don't. It's, it's a fake spike <laughs> that you're getting every time you drink coffee. Yeah. yeah. I love to talk about the aspect of your parents. Cause you mentioned there were like, a, there was a moment where you're like, this is for me, which we, we just explored. And the other one was like dealing with, with family members. Um, you know, I, I'm aware that culturally everyone has a different emotion or attachment when it comes to nutrition and food and it being like a family thing, it being a social thing. So how did you first handle that with them at the beginning? Because yeah, I, I used to live in Italy. It's a lot, a lot of cheese over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I kind of told at, at first I wasn't even using most of the like fake cheeses mm-hmm. uh, or the processed cheeses that that come out um, and I was just kind of avoiding them and whenever I went over to my parents I would just bring my own food yeah and they were they were a bit used to that just because I, I did that prior to joining the program um, I was I was meal prepping insanely um so I was at the point where I was going to tailgates to watch my brother's games and I had my salad because I was counting my macros. Um, so they were, they were very used to me bringing my own meals as far as them trying to make anything for me. That's where it, it kind of was a hurdle that they didn't know how to cook vegan or plant-based. What is that? What does that mean? Yeah, you want um, pasta and tomato sauce and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my mom, um, most of her tomato sauce is made with meat. So it's like I couldn't even yeah. do that. Um, so it was it was hard because she couldn't feed me anymore. And if we ordered out it, we couldn't order from certain restaurants. And so she was having some trouble with that and then just family gatherings too um i think my dad really was frustrated with me probably on thanksgiving my first vegan thanksgiving yeah like sit down you have too much energy yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be taking a post-dinner nap what is yeah, exactly you're supposed to not feel <laughs> great to the point where you take a nap yeah <laughs> yeah so um it bothered him a little less just because he's like, all right, there's food on the table. If you're eating, that's all I care about. Um, and then just larger family dinners um, mm-hmm. with the extended family was a little tough because it was so much more of what tempted me. Yeah. Like a, a three pound slab of mozzarella. Like <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, I would usually go for it but I'm going to go for the olives and stick with the olives. Um, So just being exposed to that and then, okay, now I'm not only making a meal for myself, I'm making a full dish for everybody else to try. Yeah. So they've kind of gotten used to it 
after two years of me saying like, no, I don't feel like doing that. No, it's not even like, I just won't try it. It's, I don't want to feel horrible anymore. Yeah. Do you feel there's a big, uh, there was a, a big learning curve for them that they were able to kind of overcome over the past two years to kind of have an idea now of how to cook. They have a better understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, they, they see, and we actually, especially um, at holiday dinners, the conversation will be like, oh, plant-based. I've been thinking about going towards it. So yeah. I've shared a lot it's of working. like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I've shared a lot of like my Pinterest boards uh, with family or recipes. Um, my mom will send me a lot of recipes. She won't cook them, but she'll send them to me. Okay. So, progress. <laughs> somewhere. Um, and even got my partner after we moved in. Um, her diet wasn't the best in terms of uh processed foods. Yeah. So um, and she's been having a lot of gut issues. She's also one of those people that like, eh, I don't need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, so I I asked her, I'm like, let's take two weeks, let's cut out dairy. Cause we were also buying like non-dairy milk and lactose free milk. Yeah. Um, it was like, let's take two weeks and let's try it and let's eat a little healthier. We're at a point now where she's not, we're eating the same meals every week. Um, it's rare that she goes for a meat option now. Um, it's every now and every couple of weeks, she's like, oh yeah, I want beef. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, you'll cook it, not a big deal. Um, but she's seen so much progress in terms of bloating and how her body's reacted to it as well. So yeah, it's having a positive impact. Yeah. I think that's the cool part is being around someone that is slightly ahead of where you want to be in terms of health and fitness, and that inspires the partner to kind of like step it up a little bit. And like you said, even, uh, you know, 90%, it sounds like she's more than that, but even 90% whole food plant-based is a huge win. Yeah. So it's, it's, I've been a very big positive influencer on her in, in terms of food. Um, so it's nice too. We can cook together instead of cooking two separate meals and it makes it easier for sure. <laughs> it makes it so much easier. So much you easier. Order to on out. Uber Eats from the same restaurant. I, exactly. I I went through all of this. I get it for sure. Um, I I love to talk about like the different phases that you went through. So obviously you started off with your fat loss phase. Then you did your reverse dieting, and you have to believe you did a muscle building phase after, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, and kind of where where are you at now in in terms of your training phase? So I am still I'm still trying to cut a little bit of fat. Um, yeah. but where Sarah and I ended on, um, as I was ending the program was just stop looking at the scale. Yeah. And mentally it's been, I think three months not looking at the scale and I feel so much better. There's not a lot of negative self-talk in terms of like, you need to lose the weight. Uh, I don't like how I look. It's yes, I, I do want to continue changing how I look. Did I hit my goal number? No, but I'm okay with that, mm -hmm. which I never thought I'd say. Yeah. Um, so I'm 
I think I'm I'm more so in a muscle building phase as as well as cutting cutting some fat. Um and I'm just taking it day by day and and enjoying it to the point where just came back from a hiking trip or a camping trip and I wasn't sore at yeah. all. I was loving every minute of being able to move and hike. I think we did 15 miles over three days, which I would have liked a little bit more, but we did what we could and and it was an amazing trip. So to get to that point where I'm not so self-conscious and I'm, and I'm not, um, and I'm just working on, on where I want to, what I want to see in the mirror and just, it, it's really nice. Yeah. Do you feel like going through the program or through that process has helped you to improve your relationship with yourself, with food and with fitness? With Without a doubt. There's a huge mental aspect of the program that you're not expecting when you join. Yeah. <laughs> um, Surprise. <laughs> yeah. It's a bonus. <laughs> Um, that ends up just changing. If you really buy into it, it changes the way you think about food, dieting in general. Um, I, mm. I don't like the word diet anymore, particularly. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm okay to cheat every once in a while and have not such a great healthy nutritious meal but still still plant-based still vegan um just a beyond burger or like i'll cheat and i'll be okay with it which coming into the program i was not good with whatsoever the, the shift in mindset has been so large that it it changes the way you truly think about how you go about your day in life. And yeah. no one expects that coming in to this program. Yeah. It, it makes me really happy to hear that because you're right. A lot of people, when they come in, they would beat themselves up for a full weekend or a full week if they had one meal where they slipped up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, whatever you had to be on burger cool just <laughs> go back on track the next meal like that's the end of it you don't need to try to compensate with more exercise or trying to cut more food or whatever it may be yeah ultimately just just winning the next meal so talking about winning the next meal i had a lot of quotes throughout the years that i've shared in the program i'm curious what are the ones that stuck with you the most that you still that you still use now post program i mean winning the next meal is is the biggest one um, that helped me get through a lot of my uh, issues with holding on to meeting my macros on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think that was the biggest one that affected me, honestly. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. And also to um, there was something you said, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was just, it was about compounding. Uh, consistency compounds yeah yeah so the fact that it's like yeah today you may not be where you want to be but don't let that stop you moving forward if you keep doing this it'll it'll happen 
Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you've done all this internal work as well throughout the program makes it easier for you to do the right thing now, right? Like just for, for I'll explain this for you and for the people kind of listening also, like when you first got into the program, a lot of people are in the same place. They want to lose weight. They kind of want to look a certain way, but if they waver off by 1% off perfection, most people will beat themselves up. And then it makes it harder for them to do the right thing to achieve the outcome that they want. But now with where you're at, and then that's kind of like our goal with every members is bring you to a place where you've done the internal work that when you do slip up, because undoubtedly it will at one point, like life happens or stressors, you're traveling, there's social events, like something's going to happen somewhere. If you're able to be in the right state and have done the work, like you just said, had a Beyond Burger, cool. All right, just I'll just win the next meal. You will get to your goal so much faster by doing that. But you have to get to a mental place where you're okay with having made a slip up. Yeah. Right. And that takes work. And that's what a lot of people don't consider when they look at transforming their body. They just think that they have to like uh, restrict themselves, be really harsh on themselves, and be perfect the mm-hmm. whole process, which is super unrealistic and really unsustainable. No, I, I agree, especially to with everyone looks at it, the fad diets and, and dieting. Now it's like, you're never going to be where you want. If you don't think of this as a lifestyle change, Hey, I'm instead of doing this for 30 days, like I, I know not that I would ever do this because I would get migraines like crazy. Mm-hmm the juice fast and all the juice cleanses. Like, yeah. That's not sustainable for a long period of time. I need solid food at one point. I hope yeah. So. I hope so. <laughs> it's a quick fix and there's no guarantee whatever you lose from that time period isn't going to come right back. Yeah. Because it's not a habit that you're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. So if if anyone trying to lose weight can actually think of it just differently and say like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And this is how I'm going to eat for the rest of my life with, with that 20, 10, 20 to 10% of like, okay, enjoyment, you know, just enjoy whatever foods in front of me. Um, like you will have so much more success if you truly look at this as lifestyle change yeah which i think for for you at least i'm gonna make an assumption but i know that it is it has become a different lifestyle for you because like you mentioned you went through the job changes you moved there's a lot of things that happened i would say two and a half years that we've been together like we're one month off of it being two yeah. and a half years like a lot of things has happened during that time and you were able to train consistently throughout that whole period yeah. right is that something that you were doing before to that level of consistency maybe it is i'm just curious if it, if it was so there was there was a point in time where i was doing it it was maybe two or three years before i started the program yeah um it was daily i wasn't sleeping much my caffeine intake was through the roof it was like all right i'm gonna have a pre-workout before my i go to the gym which is 300 milligrams of caffeine yeah and so coffee throughout the day <laughs> And I'm like, and, and I was at a really toxic job at, at that point. So I was just trying to get through the work day 
but um I was training consistently I lost all the weight I wanted to mm-hmm. and some some family stuff happened um and I fell off of it and mm-hmm. gained everything back because I was doing a workout and then a 20 minute hit session afterwards every day yeah every day how many times a week are you training right now five four or five yeah it's a lot less and yeah. a lot less cardio too <laughs> yeah. so um so i was consistent at, at one point in time and and now it's i'm listening to my body i'm still consistent but listening to my body and saying okay today's just not one of those days let's go for the walk let's get a good yoga session in let's get a stretch in and and that's what it is today and it's okay um, yeah. So, and then being able to consistently train these last two years and and see such a difference that I didn't see a couple it years put on ago. some muscle since we started. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know that's the thing with the scale though. Like you mentioned earlier, you could. I'll just grab an example because I have the stats in my head really fast. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Lori, who were 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 coaching for transformation, she lost seven pounds on the scale. But she dropped 7% body fat. Yeah. So like she lost more than seven pounds. Just like you lost more weight than you actually, that the scale reflects. But because you put on so much muscle, that's driving the scale in the opposite direction. That's why like solely relying on the scale is super unhealthy because Mm -hmm. it's just one point of data amongst every other thing that we have to like look at. Yeah. Uh, but if you just obsess over that number, like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get stressed. Like, oh my God, I'm not losing weight. I'm like, you put on a pound of muscle. You should be pretty happy mm-hmm. about this. Right. Like people work hard for that. Yeah. Go, go, go tell a bodybuilder that you're angry <laughs> and you put on some muscle. He'll be like, no, give it to me. I'll take it. Exactly. Now we, we had to look and Sarah actually had to pull my pictures up and she's like, I don't think you understand how much muscle you're gaining through this process. Yeah. And yeah, you're gaining, but like you're the scale is never going to be the most honest answer mm-hmm. because it's not going to tell you what percentage, not every scale does, yeah. what percentage is fat versus what is muscle. So she she's like, look in the mirror. Look at what you see. How different is it? Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So we're just not going to look at the scale for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> so, Honestly, that helped me so much. Yeah. So talk about coach Sarah, how was it to work with coach Sarah throughout your process? Oh, awesome. We are scarily similar in ways. Um, so having someone who really understood where I was coming from in my journey was so helpful. So helpful. And, um, I told her, I'm like, we're, even though I'm not in the program, can we still like chit chat every now and then? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what we keep you on the app after. So everyone yeah. can kind of like stay connected. Yeah. So, um, but no, it was always good, good conversation. She's made me realize so much throughout this journey and helped me change so much that I, I'm forever grateful. Yeah. Did you, do you ever attend the post alumni monthly group chat group calls? I have to, I'm in a phase where I could care less about my phone. Okay. Um, oh, that's a good phase to be in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, it's it's been hard to keep up with everything, um, but yeah. um, trying to get back into it at least for for that connection point. 
So yeah. I do need to attend one of those calls. Hopefully this this month I'll be able I'll be able to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy that you cut your program kind of ended when we did because that's a new thing, right? That we're just keeping everyone on the app after they're done the program. Yeah. And get access to the group call replays and a live group call every month and a community chat. Has that been helpful post as much as you're not on your phone now? Have you mm -hmm. find that helpful to have that resource still there? Yeah, because I mean the big part it's it's not just the personal connection with with sarah being able to have access to you coach nicole as well um the big part of it too is the community so to mm -hmm. have that still as we're no longer in the program it's just it's so helpful because some days that's what keeps you going yeah it's definitely a a piece of inspiration yeah. Um, when you're on those down days and you see everyone doing their workouts, like, damn, they're in the same boat as me. I might as well go <laughs> do my workout. Yeah. Um, so I I'm curious. So for the people listening that are potentially at the beginning of kind of where you're at in your journey or potentially that have not really been doing anything, what are, what are tools or things that you've learned throughout your two and a half years together that you can pass on to them for them to kind of get started on, on their journey? Um, if you're just starting and, and, and you're in the program, take meal prep seriously. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself middle of the week and, oh, I don't have the energy to cook or I don't have the time to cook. So you're going to go off. And since you're starting, you haven't really taken the when the next meal. Yeah like super super seriously and and it sucks those days when you're just starting out yeah if you feel like you failed yourself and it's like if you just took a little extra time to to do that meal prep you'll you'll be set for the rest of the week um yeah so which that, i also want to mention that it's something we didn't have when you first started but yeah. we just did a partnership with a meal prep company who, which Ooh. is like it's oil free, it's whole food, plant based, like no fake meat, no fake cheese, over 20 grams of protein per meal. And they wow. ship everywhere across the United States. It's like one of the it's the cleanest company I've ever found. That's why I was like, do we need to do something together? Because this is like how we tell our members to is what you guys make for meals. Yeah, so I got a bunch of them in my fridge. <laughs> I, oh my I use them. Yeah, so that's it's super perfect. handy. Yeah, super, super busy weekends, especially like when I was moving, I did um, use some meal prep companies and I was like, I'm starving. Yeah, I'll <laughs> send you the link for it because it's yeah, we have a please. special discount for our members. Yeah, please do. I'd love that. Yeah. So um, so beside the meal prep, what are hmm. other tips that you can, can kind of pass off to people? Like just one that I can point out is the, the difference between just focusing on doing a ton of cardio to lose the weight versus strength training. How has that shifted for you? It was difficult at first, um, but the way you do cardio in the program, it doesn't drain you. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't think a lot of people understand that you're not supposed to feel like you want to die after, <laughs> after you do cardio, um, so it's annoying at first to try and slow down and and do things the way that's recommended. Yeah. 
but it's so helpful. I used to get headaches when I was running on my, like before the program. Yeah. I used to get headaches if, it, if I pushed myself too much or, or like it was too hot out. Now I'm like, I can go six miles. I'll take my time. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. So it's a different relationship with cardio too. Like you actually enjoy it rather than despise it and not want to get started. Um, and having the ability to to do it on whatever machine or, or avenue we wanted to was super helpful. Yeah, to have that freedom. How, yeah. how was the relationship with, with strength training? How has that changed? How has your workout style changed? It didn't change much from, from a couple years ago. Okay. Um, but now I'm like, okay, I don't always like cardio once a week. That's okay. So, and You're also relying on it anymore to yeah. main, to be the main driver in the fat loss. Yeah. I'm not relying on it as well as, um, the, the one thing that has changed with strength training has been, it's okay not to feel sore, like super sore where you have a hard time living your down. life. Yeah. <laughs> to, to not train to that extent like yeah. i can move after leg day this is strange yeah um, so that's that's the biggest part of like the strength training relationship that's changed is is not pushing myself over the line yeah and you still put on a lot of muscle and got a great yeah. shift in body composition throughout it right and yeah it's a uh, people we think that more is better, right? So therefore we think that more intensity, more volume is better. And we feel that if we're not completely dead after it, it wasn't a worthy workout. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not about like literally killing yourself in the gym. It's about like being efficient with it and letting your body recover so that it can grow and heal. Yep. But yeah, I've, I used to have that mindset. And that's why I made the program a little bit different. Because yeah. like, yeah, you can't, you can't like sit down, you can't sit in your car, you can't do the stairs. Like yeah, that's not a way to live to always be that sore. Exactly. And at least for me now with work, it's easier to find a stairwell than it is an elevator for the four yeah. floors we have. So if I do an intense leg day and I can't move, I'm not going to get a fork for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's probably the biggest. And also just to slowing down the movement. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to be fast. I didn't have to potentially hurt myself and the, the change in form too. Um, I paid more attention to that because it was, if I get the form right, if I go slower, I'm engaging the right muscles and they will grow and they have. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sure that sounds like, very weird to some people listening. They're like, I don't have to do like sprints and crush myself in the gym and to get, get results or rely on cardio or work out six, seven times a week. Um, yeah. I'm really happy that your, your mindset shifted in that. Yeah. I'd love to talk about mindset psychology. What is in terms of like your piece of advice? Cause I have two and a half years of experience with us. So you've learned a hmm. lot throughout that process. What is something that you wish you would have known that you can share with young Marina, because there is a young Marina listening to this podcast episode somewhere in the world, because we're in like 20 different countries. So there's yeah. someone in the world that is in your shoes or that's connecting to your story. 
what is the piece of advice or the little mindset thing that you wish you had when you started this whole journey? Probably right before this journey was don't listen to everything that's out there in terms of not everybody does their research. Not everybody goes and sees like, hey, this works for me, but it may not work for everybody else. You're unique. And yet not everything is going to work for you, but something will and you just need to take the time and find it um as well as please please do your research when it comes to the amount of protein <laughs> that you are intaking for those of you in the US um the measurement is per kilogram not per pound is the mm -hmm. study so most people, and I'm guilty of this in previous years, um, are having too much protein and it's unnecessary. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah. piece of advice to not listen because there's a lot. I feel like that's what confuses a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people don't take action. It's that analysis by paralysis scenario where they're like, well, there's all this information that is conflicting to a certain extent that it says, if I train this way and I eat this way, I'll get results. But this guy says that that's bad. And then if I do this and then I'm actually going to get results, but there's like 15 different religions of fitness and yeah. everyone's like, which one do I go to? Yep. Right. I piece of advice in general for people. If it sounds like crazy fancy, it's brand new. Don't touch it. Like stick to the basics, right? Like, Strength training has been around for a long time. It's the most documented thing ever. Um, compound movements, there's a reason why all the professional athletes in the world use compound movements. They're not doing weird-ass exercise with like cables and backflips and whatever they do now in the gym. I've seen a lot of weird TikTok videos. Like just stick <laughs> like to the, the basics. <laughs> yeah, like the basics work well. Yeah, right? If you do the basics and you stick to them consistently over time, like we talked about, it will compound to you being able to build muscle. And I love what you shared that, yeah, you don't have to kill yourself in the gym to be debilitatingly sore after. At first, at first, it is possible that like people will be a little debilitatingly sore, but it depends For on sure. where they're coming from. Yeah. If you've never worked out before, you will be sore. Your muscles are yeah. being awakened. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just it, also like do do your research too. Um on whatever fad thing that you think is going to be the way that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Do your research prior. There are plenty of places you can read articles um, and don't take everything at face value. Yeah. I, I got to put that out there. It's so easy to create a fad in my opinion if mm -hmm. I if I was at my core a bad person, it would be so easy to get a bunch of clients because I could just invent this new like fat carb cycling protocol and I would just I could just make shit up. But at the end of the day, the whole thing behind it would be calorie deficit. I could just make up a style of training and then like promote it. And I'm sure I would get oh, hundreds of people, thousands of people jumping into it. Exactly. But I do things slower because mm -hmm. I'm saying the right I'm saying the true things. 
Like mm -hmm. I'm saying the unsexy stuff that works, but that people <laughs> don't want to hear. They're like, well, I got to work out 45 minutes. I don't want to do that. Yeah. When I can do this guy's 10 ab minute workout and get a six pack in two weeks, <laughs> it's not going to work for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and two, I think the biggest thing um, to kind of just condense all the words is that if you're starting your weight loss journey or your fitness journey, you some people have that instant gratification, mm -hmm. but for a lot of people, it won't be that way because yeah. it depends on where you're coming from and how much you have to change and how much you want to change in your life. Um, so instant gratification in terms of fitness isn't the best, which a yeah. lot of people today don't really realize. Yeah. Well, they're so used to it with their phones, right? Yeah. The instant hit of dopamine every time you touch that thing. Exactly. The reward is right there. Yeah. So I'd so, love to ask you, like a lot of people, when they look into hiring a coach or kind of going through a transformation like that, a lot of people are wary about investing in themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so one question I have to ask you, was this worth the investment that you've made to work with us? Short answer, yes, <laughs> without a doubt. Because um, you've renewed quite a few times to be with yes. us for two and a half years. So obviously it was worth it. <laughs> It was, and just like, especially the mentality portion, mm -hmm. completely worth it. I know yeah. for like starting, everyone thinks like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't, I'm not sure. But if you, if you can, if you can swing it, do it because it is the best change you will make and you will doubt yourself every step of the way, but just keep going because the, the, the pot of gold is on the other side of the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get over the hump first. Yeah. Um, and you'll look back and see your first set of pictures. You'll be like, God damn, I can't believe I used to look like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll, you'll see a difference when you finish the program and when you feel like you're ready to finish too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautifully put. So for someone that's on the fence, that's listening to this podcast episode, that's like, man, I've been wanting to work with the fit vegan team. Um, but you know, I don't know if I want to like work out and like do my meal prep and, mm -hmm. you know, so those people that are on the fence, what is a piece of advice that you would share to them? I mean, besides just, go through with it is, is what do you want in your life? What do you want in 10 years? What do you want to be able to do? If you're not going to do it now, then when? Because put. there's, you have to take action at some point. If you yeah. do it, sooner, you end up at your, at the point you want to be quicker. But if you yeah. keep putting it off, in 10 years, you could make no changes or be in a worse position, right? Or be, or be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I there's a, the story I, I share sometimes on podcasts is I was speaking to someone before coming on the program that mm -hmm. wanted to join and they had about like 40 pounds to lose. And I was like, that's pretty significant. Like that's going to make a world of a difference when you lose yeah. the weight. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to like work out and blah, blah, blah. 
a year. The number of digits end up on, on not joining a year after they come back. They put on another 40 pounds. So now they're 80 pounds overweight. And they're like, everything hurts. I'm uncomfortable. My knee hurts. I have a hard time doing this and that. I was like, you want to do something about it now? He was like, yeah. I'm like, we could have done this 40 pounds ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we could have lost the 40 pounds. So sometimes waiting makes things worse and you just end up in a worse position and you have more weight to lose. Like it takes a lot longer to lose 80 pounds than it does to lose 40 pounds. And it's a lot more work as well because you just like stuck to the unhealthy habit longer to be able to be in that position. Yeah. It's, it's rough. And I know a lot of people struggle with it, but Mm -hmm. take action sooner. Yeah. Just jump off. You ever jump off a cliff when you're a kid, you like summer camp or whatever, you got to jump off. You're like, I don't know if I should. If you jump and you hesitate, that's when you smash your shins on the cliff, right? You just have to like fully commit and jump and you're going to be safe. You're going to clear the whole thing. Um, It's that, it's that little (laughs) jump. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Um, that little hesitation. That's that truly throws you off. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what ends up hurting most people. It's a hesitation, right. Of, Of not going fully in. Um, no, Marina, I, I really appreciate your, your, your wisdom, your authenticity, and then kind of taking the time to share with myself and with the listeners, your, your journey, um, on a personal level, myself and coach Sarah and coach Nicole and coach Joey, that we're super proud of you. Um, because you know, what you went through and transformation you did is not easy because if it was, everyone would be doing it. Right. So the (laughs) fact that you've been sticking to it that long since we first met means that it's become a lifestyle for you. So we're all very proud of you. I'm very excited for what you're going to create for your future in this next chapter of your life with your partner, with your with your new home. Um, And yeah, just again, always stay in touch. You're on the app, obviously. So hopefully I'll see you on one of the alumni group calls. Yeah, no, of course. And thank you for having me. And thank you for for just all of you guys really just believing in everyone who comes through the program um because yeah this this journey isn't easy and it takes a lot of effort but it's so worth it yeah so just thank you guys for for truly believing in all of us yeah of course well i want every single one of y'all to succeed and like i mentioned the big goal behind is i want to reduce your risk of chronic illnesses and cancer and heart disease for everyone so to me that's what's in it for me right? Yeah. We'll get you lean, but I know that I'm helping you reduce your risk of chronic illnesses. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for the people listening, I want to say a massive thank you for listening to the episode. If you want to obviously join the program, there's a link down below for you to book a free call with us. If you want to join our free uh, Fit Vegan Facebook community, there's a link down below for that. There's free recipes down there. So just click on all the links, enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.